When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually kind of like that, that pacing, you know what I mean? It was a, an extra minute off, which felt good. Yeah. Felt really good. What is up, everybody? And welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> Here we go. There is Here a go. Tuesday edition of the DMR Nuggets podcast, and we're going to be talking free agency. The draft happened. I'm so sick of this, guys. We Who should they still draft? Be, we should still be in championship mode, and we should still be in Jalen That's Pickett That's what mode. I'm saying, man. They don't give us any time to celebrate the championship. I mean, just say the word. I can get right back in that headspace. <laughs> we need at least a month buffer. It's funny that we've never experienced this because that's like a thing that I've never felt before. I've never, I've always felt like the, the pace of the offseason started perfectly. Yeah. That's because I've never won a title. Now you want a title. I'm like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. But we're going to be talking about the depth chart. We're going to look at who's on the roster currently and scenarios that could cause that to go to become a disaster. Do they need, you know, just to kind of really phrase how much the Nuggets need to get a point guard or a center or wings or whatever it is, and we'll go item by item. To help me do that, over here I have Brendan Vogt. I'm drinking, I don't know if they're not a sponsor anymore. I'm drinking Redacted Craft Coffee. They are a sponsor. What are, are they? you talking about? They are still? Breckenridge Brewery? <laughs> oh, yeah, Breckenridge Brewery. I'm drinking Breckenridge Brewery, and it feels great. I'm honking like a goose. <laughs> Do you really not know Breckenridge Brewery was a no, sponsor? Was I'm drinking straw. I'm drinking oh, straw. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, it's a throwback. The OGs know. Oh, yeah. He was drinking beer out of that cup. <laughs> I mean, he did say championship mindset. Uh, I mean, you got to be ready for it. Over yeah. there, uh, I got Harrison Wind. What's up, fellas? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the energy is unbelievable. I to an incredible better. start today yeah. with our two-minute pause and all this. Um, no, honestly... What's up? Uh, just, you know, going through more Jalen Pickett. <laughs> you guys want today's update of Jalen Pickett? Yeah, I would love video? it. I would Have you love sized him up more than it. I haven't sized him up yet. No, here's the thing, though. So, you know, you're going through all the playmaking, all the setup. Last night, going through a lot of the scoring, a lot of one-on-one. I'm telling you, good scorer as well. A good score. That's his. I told you that's the big pivot point. But it's I it's crazy that he lasted until the second round. I mean, he has twenty. He's like older than me, so that is like the the big thing here. I mean, again, might was he taller. the oldest player drafted? I think he might have been the oldest player drafted. Is he older than Hunter Tyson? Yeah, he is because oh. he's like almost. He'll be twenty four this season, like at the start of the season. So he's an an old twenty three. Um, but nonetheless, so those are some of the reasons. But watching his three point shot, I. I in the DNVR Discord, which you get access to if you are a DNVR diehard, I put in a reel of all of his three-pointers made from the pick-and-roll. He shot 37% on pull-up threes in oh. the pick-and-roll, which is a good number. That's Jamal Murray's number on pull-up threes. Like, I mean, again, it's on Yo- lower. Jokic and Murray comps with. <laughs> I mean, we're winning the next five championships. I'm just saying. Because I'll, of this dude. I hear different people say things like, well, he can't shoot. He can't do this or that. He's actually a not a he's like not a great shooter, but he's not a bad shooter. He's in between, in my opinion. And the shot form, I mean, I shared it with you guys. You took a look. But the shot form, to me, looked pretty good. So that was my next encouraging thing about Pickett. Just a little Pickett corner here. What's next, do you think? Well, you got to get defense. What if he grows? Man. Yeah, 24. Yeah. Man, what if he's actually 6'4"? Wait a second. Are you the anti-short guy now with Pickett? Yeah, I've actually made a hard pivot. Wow. You like tiny kings now. I actually think <laughs> basketball has no room for people like that. I was going to say uh, something on Hunter Tyson, though. What is that? Do you know what I found I out today? I haven't scouted him at all, though. He's the one guy I haven't even You know to. what I found out today about Hunter Tyson? What is it? Son of a coach. Come <laughs> on. Oh, well, he's on the roster. <laughs> I love well, it. Do we have that graphic? Uh, where, where did it, where's his dead coach? <laughs> it's a good question. I'll look it up. Um, okay. 
Then the other guy I was going to talk about just quickly is Strother because, again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and have takes about guys until I really get into <laughs> watching them, this or that. You know, I'm going to share them as I'm going through it. So with Strother, you know, I just know the general, you know, we're watching him on Friday or this or that. Starting to get into more and more of the tape, um, including last night. I will say this. I think I'm a lot lower on Strother than most people in large part because, I mean, he's a great shooter. Sure. His shot selection is a little wild, but he made 41% of his threes. Yeah. But I'm telling you, some of the shots he ta- he took were like, <laughs> this is insane person three, you know, feet not even set, and he's just throwing it. And his misses, for a great shooter, he had more bad misses than you would expect. For a guy that makes 41% of his threes, he has more air balls than you would expect. You know what I mean? Mm. Because his... he. Listen, man, as an MPJ guy, I can't knock it. Exactly. Let it fly. And he has MPJ's mentality. Like, you know how MPJ can go 0 for 5, but it's not like he's not triggered by it. The next one up. That's how Strother, I was watching some of his tape last night, and there were games where he would literally airball, or one where he hit like the side of the backboard, just nicked it or something to then become Mm. an airball. The ball swings back to him, no hesitation, shoots it again. From even deeper, that was like a corner three airball. Then he somehow winds up at the logo, basically. Five seconds later, catches it, shoots, swish. And you're like, dude, it takes a certain mentality to be able to take those two shots in a row. Yeah. That's why I compared him to Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's, <laughs> that's right. Jordan Poole's the first guy I thought of when I watched one highlight of Julian That's Strong. a great way to talk me out of him. But like, the, <laughs> but the Jordan Poole that killed Denver in the playoffs. Okay, all right. Now oh, he's just ago. the good version of him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just think of that version of Jordan Poole. Wow. <laughs> Works for me. Also, I think there's a glaring Marcus Howard need on this roster. <laughs> he might be the so Marcus Howard. No, listen. I mean, I think that's part of being... But th- the thing is, I think that mindset seems to be built into part of what got him drafted where he was, right? Which yeah. is ultimately the shots do fall. There are steps at the next level for guys like that, especially late first rounders, especially joining the defending champions. How willing are you to rein it in, pack it in, fill the two to three boxes you've been asked to fill as opposed to just um, letting it fly every single time. Yeah. Quick trigger for him, and and the three-point shooting, I think, is very legit. I just think he's going to be a great floor spacer. And his threes, man, Bones' threes might be the apex threes. Like, Bones making threes was more fun than just about anyone. Very close second, maybe even tied for first, was MPJ. Yeah. MPJ threes and Bones threes just hit a little bit different. Seems like they count for four they, sometimes. They seem, they seem like they count for 100 yeah. sometimes. When he hits two in a row, they compound. Strother, I think, will be next. Murray threes, I mean, Murray does so many things, right? But And Murray threes can really feel great, too, when he gets it going. But to me, Strother threes, I think, are going to be in the Bones MPJ mold. Yeah, because he's going to take him from deep. Yeah, like He's not afraid to let it fire from well beyond the three-point line. I feel like he's going to take some terrible shots, <laughs> Julian Strother. Yeah. Um, it's going to be tough for him to get on the floor, though, I think. I do, I do too. Just because of the defense. Well, well, here, I'm going to get in. That, to me, is not even it. So then this other part. I watched on Synergy every pick-and-roll ball handle play that he had, which wasn't many because that's not really his game. Yeah. I don't know that there's anything there. And when I say anything, it's like, you know, sometimes you say like, yeah, but a guy's going to have to work on the strength of this, or he's going to have to tighten the handle, or he's going to have to work on going left. To me, I look at it and I go, I think all of it needs work. And, mm. and it's the reason that I think I'm probably, I mean, it's too early for me to have strong takes. No, that I'm going to be, I'm <laughs> bro, come on. No, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying I'm going to be flexible on all of this. I don't want to sit here and say Strother, is that it? Dude, I love Pickett. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Pickett. Oh, you are? But, I, but my take with Pick has always been. I love the mold of player. Not that I think he's a can't miss play. I do. I pick has major, major question marks about his game. That's why I say I don't want to go all in on it. I go all in on. I hope it works because he's so freaking fun. With Strother, what I'm saying here is that I doubt the skill set. Like I'm a lower on the skill set. Yeah. But I don't want to have a strong take on that aspect of it because let's at least watch the guy through summer league to see. But I am very. The thing I will say is, I did not see. Watching tape of him a good amount last night, I did not see him get to the rim and finish really at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm less concerned about that and just more alerted to the defense. Like, that's going to be the reason why I don't think he plays a lot. Because if you look at the rookies that Michael Malone has played, they've mostly played because of defense. 
know, Christian right. Brown last year. Remember when they played RJ Hampton for a stretch? Yeah. Like, it was because he competed defensively. It was flying around out there. Bones Highland, I think, is a different scenario because he kind of played out of necessity. Um, but if you're going to play as a rookie under Mike Malone, you have to defend. You have to put effort out defensively, and you have to be somewhat competent. And like that is, is the biggest weakness. Offensively, I just think he's going to be a specialist early on in his career, a Duncan Robinson type of specialist. Which is not in a late season or playoff rotation for a contender. Right. As we know, Michael Malone believes you simply can't be a specialist in the playoffs. As a rookie, you can, right? Because there's time and room for you to grow, but it doesn't mean you're going to play on Malone's team. Duncan Robinson, I, th I think you can go to another teammate, Max Struess, because Duncan Robinson is at least long. Like, you can do the, the he's tall, you play the zone, and you have all those arms here or there. I think with with Strother, even though he is 6'7", I still feel like it's more of a... With shoes. With 6'7", with shoes, 6'6", six, six without. Um, very skinny shoes. Yeah. I just think with him... <laughs> You're right that he's a specialist, and maybe there's a real role for him that he will eventually carve out there. But to me, there is something, too. I don't like when he dribbles anywhere. You know, Maybe he, he just won't dribble. <laughs> but uh, but then you become, when you talk about a specialist who can't dribble, it's like literally if he's wide open, he shoots it, and if not, yeah. then what else is there? And that's, to me, he has a lot to add to his game to make himself a fully functional offensive player in the NBA, and that's before you get to the defensive part. That's Again, I don't want to be too harsh on these takes just yet because sure. there's more to see but that's how I feel watching him he misses some reads a lot of reads and I think there's something to he's really adept at that floater as we were talking about but yeah it could be almost a bit of a crutch sometimes right yeah. when you're trying to envision how it translates at the next level so and then the wild shot selection is just funny too I don't think he'll get the with Gonzaga he, he was getting the ball a lot because he's one of the top players with the Nuggets he's not but that being said, man, his shot selection is going to have to be a lot more. I don't know. I'm curious. Like, what what is your read on this one, Wind? You want a shooter to have a quick trigger because it yeah. ups the gravity. But if he has too quick a trigger, my God, this guy's going to be taking some wild shots. Yo, is Yoke going to be doing this one to him sometimes? Like, I mean, he's he's not going to be playing with Yoke. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He he's not going to be playing a ton. I mean, sh shooting is the one skill that he has i think that's nba level other than the floater which is just a thing of beauty it, it's got god it's gorgeous the floater um but yeah he should let it fly like shooting is the thing he does like that's how he's gonna butter his bread at the nba level so um yeah i want to see him let it fly i want to see him take let's see how many minutes do you play in a summer league game usually if you're a starter 20 no yeah 26 because they're shorter right 26. Yeah, like 20, i want to see him take 10 threes in a summer league game <laughs> 10 <laughs> that would be fun. 10 threes julian strother needs to take in every I mean, summer got, league game when you got minimum when you got pick setting you up vote i mean you get you get 10 off easy. it's it is tough though again you just there is being true to who you are and what your game is and what got you drafted and then there's i'm at the next level and we're talking about summer league. Then, if he ever plays at all at the next level, or even in practices, what's your role there? And it yeah. can't be one-footed jumpers, you know. Right. So there's there's just he's that's you know coachability will come up right away with him, right? And maybe Calvin has faith in that because again, we're talking about older, in theory, more mature players. So. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. So a little bit lower with him. I do. And you mentioned the floater. The th reason I'm not all in on his floater is he is very good at him. Oh, come on. You're not all in on the floater? I'm not. I'm not. Wow. I, I mentioned this last night. He's very good at them. Shoots 50% from floaters. But they replace layups where guys shoot 70%. So to me, it's an impressive shot if that was a line of last resort. But I kind of feel like it's his only thing he shoots when he drives. So it's almost like if he finished, if he didn't shoot any floaters but only shot 50% on layups, you'd be like, man, this guy can't finish at the rim. And instead, he's not getting to the layup zone. He's just getting to the floater zone and shooting floaters and shooting 50% of them. That's why yeah. I'm not totally in love with, with the floater. Well, but he is very good at them. Back in Zaga, he had big old Drew Timmy blocking up the paint. Could be. It, yeah. could, it could be, although I will say it, even in watching this I mean, that's probably not it. That is definitely not it. But I actually think this is one of the questions I have is they did, you know, have some skilled players around relative to others. So. Yeah. And by the way, I know this isn't lost on you. You just have to reiterate, all of these guys are relatively late draft picks. Yeah. And 
so yeah, they're all going to have weaknesses. Like there's a reason they weren't lottery players. <laughs> if he you was know? a great at getting and finishing at the rim. He'd probably been a top five and could defend. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. we're like, okay, well, how'd they get him? You know, and 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 same with Pickett, right? Like this guy can read the game. This guy's a funky player. Is he big enough? Like that's a valid yeah. question. There's yeah. a reason he was drafted where he was. Yeah. Not to not to dampen your enthusiasm. It's my favorite part of the show right now. But. I'm telling you, I mean, he's my favorite prospect probably since Yoke. Not because I think he'll be better. Like he was, there's n- almost no chance he's going to be the second, the best prospect on the Nuggets sure, since Yoke. Sure, sure. But he's just, my, he's just my. I like like this. I like the mold, man. He's got a little Lonzo to his game or what have you. Oh, so that's why I like him. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we know. That's now we know. He's got. He's like Yoke Lonzo. You Finally, know, it's I'm, like all I'm these guys. Really wondering where. The Jalen Pickett. Oh, he's gonna suck. Love was rooted. He's gonna suck so bad. And now we know. People are gonna be I, already Lonzo happening. Ball comp has finally, finally made it here, come man. to the surface. I love what this is doing to Wind, man. He can't take it. <laughs> no, I mean you can do this. I'm but after I was gonna say after my Christian Brown love, but my Christian Brown love didn't really start until the second game of the season at Golden State. Yeah. I, I liked him at Summer yeah. League. I wasn't in love with him. Yeah. Um that happened a little later for me. Yeah, I and uh, yeah, I'll tell you the other <laughs> that thing. That sounded bad. You know, <laughs> pause. The other thing I like about uh, about Pickett and how he goes, he runs like this. You guys notice how he runs? He kind of like has this like creature like way. Frankenstein. Yeah, he kind of like a football player, really. Like he just yeah, kind of like he does have football player fo- energy. And the way he dribbles is just very demonstrative. It's kind of, <laughs> that's why people think he has a bad handle. But I'm telling you, it's very functional. It just doesn't. You know, I actually. Vote, you know okay, this so one. he's six two. Yeah, he's six two. That's how you see Faka dribble. Runs like then he'll cut, then he'll come uh, back to the ball and dribble it some more. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, LeBron James, is not a great shooter, but he's a pretty he's underrated. And I think one of the reasons he's an underrated shooter is because he's so muscly that it just doesn't look right. This is my theory. Michael Jordan was skinny, and he shot the fall away. And I think in our minds, it's the perfect fall away. And Kobe was similar, and Ray Allen. And we have these guys, like Michael Porter is skinny, and he has that gorgeous-looking shot. Big guys, bulky guys. What's the best-looking jumper from a bulky player? Um, is it, it might be Paolo, by the way. Yeah, you know what? He's up there. He's, yeah. he's at least on the short list. He's not even as bulky as LeBron, though. You're right. I mean, yeah. well, few guys are. Though. As a rookie, though, he's pretty yoked. But even like, if you yeah. just go shorter players, you know, like ch- typically they don't look as big. And I just think it's because Desmond Bain. Oh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good one. He Somebody goes Bain. That's body. a really, that's a really good one. Yeah. Bain has a smooth one. But I think in large part, like stockier players, it just doesn't look pretty for whatever reason. Right. And I think that's a little bit even like it's just t- it's just tough to learn that Adam resents my body type. Like, <laughs> like every day, you just don't have an He's NBA like, body. Here's <laughs> why you can't be an elite athlete if you're built like vote. I've and never seen you run before. Do you have like a? Of course. You do. Have- <laughs> If I could play basketball, how do you think I would dribble? <laughs> dribble like that. It does go near my oh head. Oh my god, it's so funny. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we got to dive into the main topic, which is we're going to look at the depth chart for the Nuggets, point position by position, and talk about where they most need to add a player in free agency. Uh, AG one, AG one is a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG one because I wanted better gut health, you know, more energy, <laughs> optimized immune system. And you're probably wondering, what is AG1? Well, with one scoop of it, you just put in a cup of water every single day, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's lifestyle-friendly. It's diet-friendly. It's good for your IBS, in my opinion. I don't know if that's in the read, but since we can't talk about... Hey, we always love personal testimonials. So. That's. I'm just saying, you know, much like redacted coffee, it yeah. just sort of helps you get off to a right start, if you know what I mean. There you go. Uh, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of AG1 and a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. So look out for your health to make it easy. AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Five free travel packs as well with your first purchase. Uh, go to athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Man. AG1. How does he do that? It's like, do you need to breathe? Unbelievable. Well, when you do reads on a show for four years in a row, kind of. Uh, Can I ask you, do you prepare? Rhythm. Like, do you read them ahead of time? 
Again, I do them All every right. day for four years. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just trying to learn. Ivy Nutrition of Wash Park. Check these guys out. They are located near Wash Park on the corner of Alameda and Downing. When you stop by Ivy Nutrition, mention DNVR when you come in. You're going to get 50% off your first Ivy Nutritional Drip. Give them a call. Stop staring at me. I'm just trying to learn. 720-259-4404 for more information. Of course, they've got IV Drips. We've all been there. We had great experiences. They treat you really well. Uh, super professional. Uh, just a great experience being there. They got wellness blood testing and consultations as well. Zero gravity chairs. The chairs are awesome. You sit down. You get an IV in your arm. They got like a fountain going. Uh, <laughs> calming music it's great it's a great experience yeah nice massage chairs no one can get to you with like dame updates you're in a palace of just vibes shut off your phone just let that iv drip into you uh stop by their wash park location corner alameda and downing mention dnvr get 50 percent off your first iv nutritional drip dude my thing is you hate dame but i just like he's just so him. he's so loyal man well that's <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm missing. He's so missing. loyal You're that not... he doesn't even want to go to too good of a team. Yeah. He demands a trade. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. He still wants to go. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. We're going to get into now what are the Nuggets need in free agency? Let's start with the point guard position. The funny thing is, we're going to do this for every single position. The starters are solid. Like, point guard, check, starter. So then you go to the second unit. I mean, there's just nothing there, right? So you go to the second unit and you start to look at it and go, this is the hardest one to parse for the Nuggets because if Bruce comes back, if Bruce does re-up with the Nuggets, to me, I am almost I am pretty adamant. Now I'm a big picket guy. I guess you got to get through maybe you know summer league, but let's say they don't solve this in the next week. They don't add us another point guard. If you have Bruce, I think you're fine. You've got Pickett. You've got Colin Gillespie. You've got Jokic and Murray can stagger. Like you've got sure, ways yeah. that you can survive an injury. You've got guys that you would hope will grow into being able to be another option there. So if Bruce is back, I'm not sure that point guard is a position that they even need to add, even if it's a Reggie Jackson or an Ish Smith. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I mean, you've got, if you have Bruce, your third point guard, I think you're fine if that's Colin Gillespie or Pick. I think you're fine in that scenario. How do you feel? There? I mean, I'll, I almost feel like it's the perfect situation for my guy, Pickett, where I don't think you can get him. Pick. Like, you can't count on him next year because, I mean, the odds are less than a 50% chance that he is sure. ready to play even regular season minutes just by the nature of what, what and who he is. But if you have Bruce there, there's nobody for him to overtake. He's I, not overtaking yeah. Bruce. Like, come on. Like, right? But injuries pop up, and that's where he gets an opportunity, and he's easy to filter out. Or just there's a Houston game. Yeah, <laughs> throw him out there. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I know I actually agree with that. I think you do want three ball handlers, but again, when a contender is healthy, the third ball handler doesn't need to play. Of course. All right. Somehow we lost sight of that over the years in Denver. <laughs> but <laughs> I do think, yeah, I mean, if you have Bruce, I think you're good to go. And you're so stocked up in the middle right now just in terms of those like middle size guys, not quite centers, but from Christian to Peyton to Zeke to Vlatko. Yeah. You can fill out these lineups. You can take different approaches, but Bruce is the one that unlocks it. So obviously him coming back, it's not just optimal. You're feeling great again, in my opinion, heading into camp. Mm -hmm. And I just think for his development, even it's the best because there will, for pick in particular, or we'll say Gillespie, because I don't sure. he both could of win those this guys team, have an opportunity to win that. I mean, maybe oh, Gillespie is be just a better. Battle. Maybe Gillespie is just the better player. I'll, I'll keep that open. Do you think Pick is going to spend a lot of time in the G League this year? Again, it just depends on what the roster looks like, you know, what, what they end up bringing in. But I would say that there's a really good chance. I mean, there's just a great chance he doesn't play or he doesn't play for long stretches. And yeah. you would hope that it's almost used with him as more of, like, assignments. You know, Jack White this year was just in the G League, and he almost got assigned to the Nuggets, you know, not the other way around. Sure. I feel like this year it might... Be, make more sense if he was on the team but got assigned there two or three times throughout the year for a week. Nuggets are on a little road trip. Go to Grand Rapids for a week and be there because you're going to get two or three games in. Um, so to me, that works. Now, let's say if Bruce Brown is not back, you have Jamal Murray, you have a blank backup point guard, and then your third and fourth stringer, Pickett and Colin. To me, can't it cannot happen. Right. You need a veteran there backing up Jamal. And then the veteran, we believe, would be Reggie Jackson. Maybe it's an Ish Smith. I have like, heard I, that it's probably Reggie. So that that would be 
Now you have Reggie Jackson. So if you have Murray, Reggie, Pickett, Colin, to me, this has disaster potential. Because is it because Reggie Jackson just isn't very good? Yes, of course. That's where I'm at as well. Just so we're all. But also because he will play. Right. He just will play. That's a guy that Michael Malone is going to play. Now, could a player like a Pickett or Colin beat him out over the course of the season? Yeah, like it's happened. We don't give Michael Malone enough credit for that very thing happening sometimes. And Reggie is long in the tooth. It's just that I know that a large portion of next year would best be talking about. Reggie's a minus eight somehow. Oh, on the bench is going to suck It's going to be year. so terrible, and it's always a disaster, this or that. So to yeah. me, that's almost a nightmare scenario for me. Well, I'd say get prepared for it, first off. Um, Sick. Yeah. I mean, Reggie Jackson, I don't think, did much after he got here to really like convince us that he was a capable backup. Could this be a, a deadline Band-Aid fix? The first half of the season, there's, there's something to Vlaco yeah, and Zeke. They play, they play well, and maybe you're trying to figure it out then. Because I just <clears throat> look in a playoff rotation, it, like if, Mo, if Jamal plays enough minutes, sure, maybe it's tenable, but it's not ideal, man. I and, and I think, listen, we're a, they just won the title. We're all in honeymoon mode, but there's still a little bit of like, let's keep it real. Reggie Jackson as your backup point guard is, is just not a good scenario. Yeah. Um, Steve May's been asking this a little bit. Are there any plans for members at Summer League? At the moment, no, but we will be putting them together. So I we're going to be doing live shows every day, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of that first weekend. And we'll be doing them at Circa. So I don't know until I get out there just to see where the places that we have are going to be worth having people come down. I want to see what our guest list is, like what if we get any players or this or that. So there is a chance, Steve, that we are going to be putting some stuff together in that capacity. Otherwise, we'll probably just be meetups at the arena and different things, like like smaller things like that. So um, so TBD, stay tuned, and we'll have that. I just saw him ask like six times in a row, so I just wanted to make sure he got <laughs> kind of glad you did it because um, it's getting annoying. I will say this. Exercise has taught me one thing. I really hope Bruce comes back, man. <laughs> I really, really hope he comes back because I just think it makes everything not just easier on the Nuggets this year, but it just makes things, it just puts the pipeline for Strother and Pickett in particular, but even Colin, I just feel like it puts them in such a comfortable spot where nobody has to be in front of them except for Bruce. Yeah. And it's obvious that there's no question, like we're not going to be sitting here going, they need to play, you know, Pickett over Bruce. You need to play him. Like that's not going to happen. You want a championship with Bruce. We know what what that means. And so it naturally fits everybody in. If you get Reggie Jackson, I just feel like we're going to be talking about this all year in a way that's really annoying. Yeah. And it will be You're frustrating to watch. Right. You're probably right. So no Bruce. They need a point guard. Now let's go through a list here. When you put together a list of some options of point guards here that maybe are gettable in the free agents market. <laughs> Um, <laughs> great tease. man you know this list is gonna be Ooh, great it's gonna be a banger. it's not good i'll tell you that and win loves lists so think about what it takes for him to be this down on <laughs> i mean my number one point guard that i think they could get is dennis schroeder my I, number one point can guard I, can i tell you something like him better than reggie man well, reggie is yeah. nothing personal it's not my he, he's not my favorite mold of player so some of this is like my own personal bias but i also look at it and go I don't think that's a second unit that I trust. Reggie as the scorer and then just a bunch of guys around him to help defend. Yeah, I agree. And then Dennis fits into the mold of at least the defense thing, right? You're getting stops, you're running. I mean, I know he's not Drew Holiday, but he's... No, but he is, though. You're but right. He, but he's he, not Reggie, you know? And yeah, he yeah, he's on, So, you know, in some ways, it's not a departure there either. I don't want to talk myself into any Lakers, but that one could be pretty easy. All right, what else? Here's another point guard, Corey Joseph. <laughs> what? I know. I just that's a name that like you know how there's like a everybody kind of wants a certain guy. Is that a guy everybody wants? Yeah. I, how he, old is Corey Joseph? Um, I don't. Been in the league forever. He um Corey. It's funny because he's six three, same as pick. But he's little. He's a little six three to me. You know what I mean? Like there are guys that you've are, sized him up. I, well, I'm just saying yeah. I haven't sized him up. Okay. But I'm just saying he's small in every way. He's not. He's both short and small. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> like he's not my type of player. But okay. What else? George um, Hill. I see on here. Yeah, Goran Dragic. 
I mean, a lot of these guys, just like, you have no idea what you're getting. <laughs> they're all, you know what they all are? Jeff Greens and DeAndre Jordans, where yeah. they're like, at their, this is the last gasp. But you're like, was the last gasp last year or is it this year? You know what I mean? Is it already expired? Or are we going to get one more hit of Goran Dragic who can play 15 minutes a night? Probably right, not. But right. I mean, I, some of these guys on this list, you kind of get into the combo guard territory because that's what Bruce Brown is. You know, he's a combo, but he can't play some point. Josh Richardson. All right. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo. I would love that, actually, compared he's to some a, of these he's, other. He's not a, but he's also not a ball handler. Agreed with that. But he's Shake more shooting Milton. guard. <laughs> Again. Alec Burks. <laughs> Austin Rivers. F it. Austin Rivers as the point guard, as a backup point guard. You know what? I mean, I, I might mean, rather pick in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, but I just I, I don't, like it. A lot of people have been saying Dennis Smith Jr. That seems to be a hell no. A Twitter. I know. I'm surprised that that he one sucks. Was, I'm surprised it's picked up so much <laughs> momentum. And here's the thing with me is Dennis Smith Jr. is like Reggie in that he's also a project. Yeah. So if he is ahead of one of the guys that is more of a project, that's your guy. Like to me, that that's the worst of uh, of conflict. So for me, none of these guys. What this exercise has taught me, guys, is <laughs> Bruce or bust. Bruce, to me, really makes things work well. And I'm not saying the Nuggets are hopeless if they don't get Bruce. I just really, 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 really love the team a lot more if they have him. And I just part of that is just because I love Bruce, man. <laughs> All-time Nugget for me, and I just hope he comes back. Oso Blanco says Faku. Um. Uh, well, I think he's going to get kicked out of Serbia after this year. <laughs> not so every agenda wins. He might be available. By the way, this list is why I went right to the deadline. When I was talking right. earlier, you know, because it's just, yeah. just there's not a great list right now. So. And, and there is a chance that, to your point, I think what you were referencing earlier is maybe you go through the year and like Zeke has a breakout year, but That's you have I mean. somebody yep. else and you're like, you know what? Zeke's been great, been great for us, but maybe it's just time to trade him. If we can turn him into a point guard. The, uh, the Zeke of point guards at that point where you're like, okay, here we go. Or it's whatever. not that you're out on Zeke. It's just the roster, right? That's yeah, what it exactly. calls for. So. And it gives you one more hit of title contention because you were able to, to, to do that. So I think that is more likely. Anyway, point guard to me, Bruce Brown is it. If not, I really think we're going to be in a spot where I'm going to be calling for Pickett or Colin by yeah. December. And, and I think why you will probably see a Reggie Jackson or an Ish Smith, you know, be that backup if they do lose Bruce instead of one of these guys is that the grass isn't always greener. And, like, this is something that I think every NBA team believes. Like, uh, most of the time, nine times out of ten, you take what you know instead of what you don't know. You know, you take Reggie Jackson, guy who fits into a locker room, guy sure. who is coachable, guy who knows the system, over the unknown, one of these guys, if those two choices are pretty similar. There you go. A um, little Woj bomb here, a little breaking news. Sacramento Whoa. Kings head coach, or assistant coach, Jordy Fernandez. Know him. Friend of former the show. Denver Nuggets, Familiar. Former Denver Nuggets uh, coach and Denver Nuggets summer league coach. He's <laughs> going to be coaching the Canadian national team. Oh, good so, for Jordy. I don't think Jamal play in the summer, but, you know, it, he might be a guy that's now in the pipeline. And, you know, it would be great if we one day get, like, Jordy versus Ogie. In international competitions with Ogi doing Serbia's <laughs> Serbia's coach, you just get the former Nuggets coaches, you know, <laughs> stretching their wings. That really would. Be great. Does this help? You, you know, those who want to see Jamal really playing for Team Canada. I mean, he knows him, he right? Knows like him. he knows him well. So you would. Uh, I mean, I again, I don't know that he's going to be doing that sure, this summer, but sure. I would love it if if eventually I'd like to see. I Jamal love international yeah. ball. I've really grown to love it over the last year. So I would well, love for him to be on that stage a lot. One thing I and really leading it, and one thing I realized we kind of whiffed on as we talked about the Murray glow up and all the possibilities. You know, pantheon level Canadian player. All that stuff's still on the table, man. He just won a title with more to come. Best point so. guard in Canadian history so would be a pretty cool he, thing. If he eventually is feeling up to it and plays and, and, and you know helps Team Canada turn any sort of corner, there's a real international legacy for him to write as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take another break. On the other side, let's get into shooting guards. Baxton Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been winning for Colorado families for more than 25 years. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. And the coolest part about Bax and Shanker is you can call them up and give them your case. They can work on your case. 
and you don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case, no fees unless they win your case. And like I said, they've won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins, 30 lawyers and 100 staff members at Bacchus and Shanker. A Bacchus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Call them today. 222-2222. Easiest number to remember. 303. Then you just start mashing the two. Uh, find out if you have a case. Give them a call for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. I feel like we've undersold. Oh, yeah. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. What were we saying? Go for it. I was, I was moving on to topic three. <laughs> was not a Bacchus and Shanker take. <laughs> Uh, new customers, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR, bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can bet, I'm pretty sure, on Damian Lillard's next team on DraftKings Sportsbook. Would you want to throw a bet down on that, Brendan? Bell? What are the Portland odds? Well, he's really loyal. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't, we don't know that he's leaving, guys. <laughs> he may or may not leave. Um, so make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code DNVR. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Visit thegamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Booth Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problems with gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings or at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. The thing I think that we have not been leaning into enough, I know we all feel it, but on the show, I feel like we've almost couched it. I really want Bruce to come back, man. No, it I just mean, feels so like out of, you know, it's out of anyone's hands. It's just like, does he want to come back? But how would, you know, on a scale of one to 10, excitement level, if Bruce, we find out Friday or even before then that he's coming back to the Nuggets, for me, it'll be a 10. I honestly think it'd be a 10 right now if Bruce is coming back. That's how much I am like, I just think it makes a difference for the Nuggets. It would be a massive win. I mean, it would just be a massive win for next season. Like the Nuggets are going to be stacked next season with a Bruce Brown. I mean, they'll be returning their top eight. The eight guys who played in the finals would be coming back. Assuming Jeff also comes back. Yeah, assuming Jeff which I think is pretty safe to assume he's coming back. That is unheard of. I mean, to return your top eight guys, the eight guys who played real minutes in the finals from a team that pretty much walked to the NBA championship. And by the way, I'm citing Twitter here, so don't yell at me if this is totally erroneous, but I saw an account with a lot of followers put out that seven of the last teams to lose four or fewer games on their way to a title have gone on to repeat. So bringing a roster back yeah. that just went 16 and four, this isn't like, yes, it's it, the, one of the hardest things to do in sports is repeat, but in basketball, it matters a lot and right. it can go a long way. And I think we know Bruce Brown isn't Jokic, right? Like they could still do this without him. But I think if he comes back, they should be the odds on favorite to win next year. Also, I just love him. Like it just be well, great. Yeah. I just want to keep watching Bruce. 100%. I love that thing, man. So vice president of Mr. Nugget Operations. That's so true. Yeah. You know? And, really and the other president. part of it would just be a massive, massive win for Nuggets culture. Good point. I mean, ten times out of ten, Bruce Brown guys in his situation are leaving. Yeah. Ten times out of ten, it would be a huge. Dump Bruce for Brown Nuggets culture has made fifteen million dollars in his playing career. Yeah. That's it. He can make that in one year $15 million. Next year. His next contract is going to be, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 million per year. year. Yep. 
if he signs with another team. It's crazy. If he comes back, man, that will be like the ultimate stamp of legitimacy for Nuggets culture. All right, let's go to shooting guard because we got to keep it moving. Again, starters locked up. KCP, absolute banger, perfect fit, perfect guy for the job. Love it. Uh, behind him, Christian Brown. To me, another absolute perfect number two. Denver's depth chart at shooting guard to me is exquisite. You know, the Christian shooting part is interesting. You know, as you talked about yesterday, Harrison, the Nuggets are considering playing Christian Brown and you know, I'm told considering playing him at summer league because just one game, probably maybe maybe more, but probably just one game. He just be- wants to go to Vegas. <laughs> well, he can go he to Vegas. I'm right? just kidding, guys. <laughs> but he can. But as a hey, we want you to play differently than you play for the team. So maybe we'll give you pick and rolls. Maybe we want you just to see how many threes you can get up in right. 20 minutes, like something else where they would want to give him that th- that thing. I-, I don't know how much I'm I'm into that personally, but nonetheless, yeah, I... but nonetheless. KCP and Christian to me is like, you talk about next year where you might have to guard Bradley Beal and Devin Booker just in the backcourt. Great point. To me, I look at that and I go, that might be by next year a Christian series where he plays 30 minutes a night because I think he can be that good and just take on a role where it's like, hey, this is a unique thing. We need two elite defenders. Boom, you got him. Wow. Let me, let me contain my excitement over <laughs> here for a second. I might need a moment. Floor is yours if you want to talk CB. I mean, the first thing that I thought of when somebody told me he might play a game at Summer League was like, oh, maybe they want him to handle the ball and see if he can fill in some of the Bruce Brown minutes next year. That's the first thing I thought of. Now, I don't think he's at that level. I don't think like he's going to be able to do that next year. Um, he's just not that type of ball handler. But maybe, like maybe that's something they want to, you know, put in the back of his mind at summer league, because then he can, then improve on it over the course of the off season. Like, the season just ended like three weeks. Yeah, ago. how good is he? He hasn't improved can you from imagine? the end of the season. What if he has? Or at least <laughs> maybe he has. Don't sell him short. Unbelievable pick and roll scorer. <laughs> I thought that's your guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I doubt he's really leveled up any part of his game uh. from the end of the season to now. But. You can start him maybe on that in one game in summer league, and then use that as a way to chart his path forward for the rest of the offseason. And just looking at the meantime, agree with your assessment that just positionally the depth chart, that's what it should look like at shooting guard for this Denver Nuggets team. I mean, we could get greedy and say Christian Brown could be a a sharpshooter. He isn't. What is he? A stud defender, impactful rebounder. And so KCP and him, just the kind of guys you need, as you said, and I think that's a great point, knowing you're going to possibly, probably see that Phoenix team. I think third on the depth chart there is where you put Strother, and then, which is good, that's where he belongs. If you get into a situation where, say, a KCP or a Christian get injured and they're out for four weeks, you know, it's not a major injury, but it's a four-weeker and you got to survive – Again, if Bruce is there, I think it's a lot easier because then you just have yeah. a natural there and you can slide either of those guys. But if he's not there and all of a sudden Reggie now is your backup one and your backup two is some, one of Pickett, Strother, or Colin, like that's, again, a little bit of a danger zone to me. So Denver's health depth I'm curious about um, at the shooting guard spot. But, I mean, that's every team. Doesn't that tell you a little bit about, okay, maybe that factors into why they drafted him too, right? Right. Just a little bit of depth. At least you have a player now. Correct. And as we've talked about, you know, nearly exhausted the point, with where Denver's at in their cap sheet, that's how you load a pipeline up, right? Right. And you kind of have to – you need some break glass in case of emergency guys that are controllable, low cost, but you're banking on your top eight, top nine, of course. If you get a small forward – so I think we're good. So shooting guard might be the area where I feel most comfortable I feel great about, like, about well, the one two is great. Strother in a role there where he can play a little bit here and there yeah. as there's injuries is great. Um MPJ locked in, starter, perfect. Peyton Watson now right behind him. Behind hit behind that, you're talking about Strother again, because he could slide down and play a little three. Maybe you're talking about Hunter Tyson. I think he's much more... Son of a coach. Son of a coach. I think he is more likely to be a two-way guy next year, but he's at least a guy that adds that third-layer depth piece that, all right, somebody twists an ankle and we got to pull you in for eight games. You know, that that feels okay there. As well as the fact that you're probably going to have a Jeff, a Zeke, a Vlaco, like guys that can also fill in at that role. So to me, the depth is great there. The only thing is, 
We're really counting on Peyton Watson yep. to make a giant leap this year. I'll start with you on this one, folks. I keep going to Harrison, but you can start with you. Like, is, are you concerned at all about that depth? Well, first, for the record, I think going to Harrison first is typically smarter. But uh, yeah, I am. I'm also worried about. We're not worried. I think you hit the nail on the head. So much is contingent upon Peyton. I would actually push back a little bit on the huge leap. I think, yeah, you know, I mean, we're doing a podcast, but I, I think he, he, you know, obviously he can contribute to what they're trying to do quite easily if he fulfills those expectations on the defensive end, just becoming a smarter, more composed player. You feel much better about the bench and particularly this position with a huge leap knowing at some point you'd like to have someone with a little bit of scoring pop coming off the bench. In the meantime, first on the depth chart is MPJ. So going from that to a defender, like we talked about at the last position, yeah. not, the, not the worst thing in the world. Kind of nice because it gives you a different tool. Yes, exactly. Do you yeah. think what, looking at this win that they need that small forward as an area where they maybe need to bring in a free agent? No, because I think you want Peyton Watson playing – a real role from from day one and, and i think just projecting head the training camp you know that's going to be a storyline i think you know peyton watson battling for a rotation spot and i think the front office definitely wants him to win a rotation right. spot and be in the rotation from day one so i don't think you want to bring in a guy that could potentially block him a ton next year and just from what we saw from Watt late last season I think he's probably good enough right now to play, you know, as your 10th man. And worth exploring, too, because you're outside of the starters getting even better together. Again, you're sort of limited and restricted in how you improve. And Peyton is not just a sort of plug and play guy. He's one of those guys you look at and say, maybe there's a higher ceiling there. There's headroom. And so one version of Denver getting better significantly is giving him time in the regular season to improve. Yeah. Well, it's like we talk about these rookies and like that's really fun throughout the summer. But the biggest storyline for me of the summer and heading into training <coughs> camp is Peyton Watson. Like how big of a leap is he going to take this offseason? How you know, locked into a rotation spot. Is he going to be starting next regular season? And then just throughout the season, can he develop into one of your top eight guys like in the playoffs that I, I think that right now for me is like the biggest storyline out there. What is it? What is the skill set? Like, what does he have to be able to do for the, to accomplish that? It's defense, obviously. So low mistakes. He'll probably start out that way, but halfway yeah. through the year, he needs to be a guy that's not making mistakes for sure. Yeah. And better shot too. Okay. And just, you know, play within the system okay. like so, Christian Brown did so well this year. And rebounding, he can have that same effect yeah. like Christian. Just be a madman. You have fresh legs. A lot of teams don't have scouting reports on you. Just when guys are resting, be the guy that doesn't rest. Attack the glass. All right, walk us through the wings. Who are the wings of free agency, specifically the small forwards? Uh, top of my list, Troy Brown Jr., who is maybe probably out of the price range, but wow. maybe in it. What a thrilling conversation. I know. Troy Brown Jr. is pretty good. Yeah. It's just a tough place to start and then say he's out of the budget. <laughs> That's all I'm... I mean, your you're budget right about might that. be minimum yeah, deals. It is. I Agreed. mean, it is. Yeah. You're right. No, there's no doubt. You're right. It's just It was an unsexy pick. That's too expensive. <laughs> you're like, all right. Um, Joe Ingles. I mean, um, he's out of the price range, too. I feel like he's a minimum guy. <laughs> Probably. You guys know I love Jingling Joe. He'd be great here. You got Pickett and Jingle and Joe on the same team, oh, man. God. Oh, God. Brain not, power. Not ready for that. Yeah. First of all, I'm in. Joe Ingles, if he's available, heck yeah. You know what he solves? Unsubscribing from Locked On if that happens. <laughs> uh, you know what he solves? The ball handle. Why can't you bring him as the point guard then? If he's gettable? Just because he's old, I would think. But you again, you have young players that can spell him. Like, that might be the yeah. best thing where you have your young guys that can check in every fourth game. Every back-to-back, -back, they play that one or something. I mean... Joe Ingle, you guys know I love him, and he was good last year. I, mean, I love did, him, too. He did good yeah. stuff, so I would uh, take him in a heartbeat. Justice Winslow. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Danny Green. Sure. This is what this is where I, you're at, I right? legit don't know if Danny Green can dribble a basketball I don't, anymore. I don't know if he can play but anymore. But he's the wing role. Would I want him here in a DeAndre Jordan role? Yes. Could he be here? Danny Green's... Man... All right. Uh, by the way, Joe, I think that's fair pushback. Just to interact with the say? chat. He just says it feels like maybe we glossed over the shooting a bit. Like it's a big leap he needs to make. Shot fourteen percent from three in G League. There's no question to me. I mean, yeah, I I told sure. you guys, I love. I both love Peyton Watson and I'm excited for him. And also, don't buy that he's going to 
be ready 82 games next yeah, year. Sure, like sure. I just think it's going to be a bumpy ride with him. I will say with the Danny Green thing, maybe a year too late, like he's in his Trevor Ariza era, you know, but that's also where Denver's at. You know, you're like looking for those types of guys to take minimums and maybe get on the horn with Jeff and Bruce and just say, what's the deal? And they say, it's fun to be there, man. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. Anyone else? Uh, Jay Crowder. (laughs) Yeah, okay. He's more of the power forward, I would say, but yeah. Did you write that in all caps? Just curious. No. Okay, you should have. Near the top of my list, though. Um, Who you have on here? Utah Watanabe. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I mean... Ah, what do I know? He's probably going doing? back to Brooklyn. And then I put just the, I love this one. The Suns guys. Yeah, let's do it. The Suns guys. <laughs> let's do it here real who, quick. Uh, they're rumored that they're going to re-sign them all, but I just put them on here. Tory Craig, Damian Lee, Josh Okogie, Terrence Ross. The Suns guys. I like Okogie. They're going to bring him back, though. I mean, that one. I think that they're bringing the most likely, yeah, too. That's back. the most likely one. It would be fun, though. I won't lie. It would be fun to steal Okogie from them. That's you know what I mean? the appeal. That's the appeal. It's just a little fun to get a guy that they're, they're like, like they oh, really, really need him. They really need him. And they were all so high and hyping him up. And, and he's, he's like, yeah, here. but have you guys seen your coach? I don't. He would only clog things up because I don't know that I love him more than the guys they already have. But it would be fun for him to be a Nugget. So yeah, there you go. I don't think I want any of these guys. Yeah, I think you're. I look, man, Jingling Joe. You know, I'll take. Jingle I mean, and Joe. he'd be fun. Jingling Joe. Please stop saying that. Jingling Joe? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I like it. Jingling I like Joe, it. Jingling Joe, man. Um, all righty. That does it. So, again, not a ton of great options, uh, I think, at that small forward spot. Let's take a break. Real quick, last break, because we got to speed through power forwards and centers here on the other side. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer, DNVR. Make sure to check out the Breck Brew Beer of the Month, the Mountain Beach Sour. Uh, Breck Brew has a beer for every single occasion, but it's the summer the Mountain Beach Sour is a great option. You're chilling at the park, chilling at a buddy's house, watching a game. Check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brewery's been doing it for 33 years. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. Uh, try out some of our other favorites as well. The Avalanche Amber, the Vanilla Porter Jr., Fun Slinger, Good Company Hard Seltzers as well. They gotta change it to Vanilla Porter Jr. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. That's how everybody knows it. Right. Check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com. Type in your zip code. Find Breckbrew closest to you. Make sure to check out the Breckbrew Beer of the Month, the Mountain Beach South. There you go. All right, let's get to the power forwards here. So if we go to the depth chart first, Aaron Gordon, perfect, 10 out of 10. Perfect. perfect Well, the contract, though, Adam. Yeah, the contract, yeah. Uh, Zeke Naji to me, is the backup four. You do have Hunter Tyson behind him as maybe the fourth string. Maybe not. Jeff Green comes back. We all think that he's likely to be added. You have Jeff Green there. This is the first position where I go, is it too much depth? Is it too much? I like Zeke there. I think that if the Nuggets are planning to go all in, I just want them to go all in. I don't want a half measure with Zeke. That's my big take. If you bring back Jeff Green, somehow there has to be an understanding between both coach and player that, hey, you're in the third spot here, and we even if you outplay this guy, the runway is long, and you're going to be third. And front office, like we said earlier, Zeke playing well, you'll take that whether that's what you stick with, or maybe that helps you address this point guard issue at the deadline. But right. he's just been an asset kind of on the top shelf gathering dust. Yeah. And so he, I think you got to take him down this year and see what you got, you know? You don't have so the depth chart there, Win. Do you have a take about it? I mean, if Jeff Green joins those ranks, do you still buy it? Yeah, I'm good with that. Aaron Gordon, Zeke Naji, Jeff Green as a trio. Um, I think that's perfectly fine. What are the odds, in your opinion, that if that were the, the lineup, Malone would just be like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, Jeff's third string, no problem. Uh, very little. So you think if Jeff signed, he's just the second guy? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I think I'd be okay with that. The other thing is Malone can just say, yeah, we just want a ring with that rotation, you know? Like, I'm I'm sticking with my gut. So yeah. He has a lot of uh, I steady mean, are, ground are we to stand I mean, are back to on. Zeke at the four? Yes. Is he transitioning back to the four this summer? Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. I think, I think so. Interesting. Right. Um, if we go now to, to the center position, Jokic, okay, that I like that. Backup center... 
Your options right now are Vlatko comes back and he plays consistent backup center minutes, so he's back in the rotation, and you, you know maybe he's okay with that, and he's happy now, being Jokic's understudy, which what did he say when he came on this very show, fellas? He feels like he could be a mini Jokic to the bench unit, right? That's, that's what he wants to be. So can he be the facilitator where they get to run some of the same actions and he plays there? Or I like DeAndre Jordan of. comes back and he is your backup center. Now, he didn't play very much, so you have to imagine DeAndre Jordan would be easy to talk into. A, hey, you're going to come back, but you're not going to play. He'd be like, cool, did that last year, loved it. Got a ring. Got a ring. So how would you parse that out right now? And, you know, how uh, are you comfortable with it from a depth standpoint? Yeah, well, I've heard that they would like to have DeAndre Jordan back. And unless he retires or like moves into a coaching role, I, I think he will be back. But in the same capacity, he didn't play this year. Right. He was perfect. Right. In the quote unquote backup center, but actually the third string center. Right. So you think Zeke is at the four and not the five? I mean, I just put these guys here, man. I just okay. put them on there. Because I, mean, I, I could have switched those two. But, right. Be, right. Because yeah. I, I would think Zeke would be, you know, at the backup five. And if that's the case, Jokic, Zeke, DeAndre Jordan, I'm fine with that. And then what about the four of Gordon, Chanchar, Jeff? I'm or, fine with that as well. Or maybe it's Gordon, Jeff, Chanchar. Yeah, whatever I'm it is. good with that. And the thing about having those guys in those positions, however you parse it out, uh, the switchability thing, right? So, yes, you are giving up a lot of size. But I, I, I think we all feel the bench was its best in the regular season form when they leaned into a identity, a uniform identity, an understandable yeah. identity. And so that's, that's all part of it. And people are asking, I do not think Thomas Bryant is coming back. I, I think it's very likely he is not on the team next year. Even though Thomas Bryant is better than DeAndre Jordan, I, it, one probably ends up – he does, I, does he want to come back for a veteran minimum? He's in his prime. You know? He I know loved he's had it another, here. Yeah, but I think he probably <laughs> wants to play or make money. I, I think both. he ultimately is out of Denver's price. Yeah. Like he will probably get definitely more than a minimum. So from this exercise, we have five starters. We have four backups. Bruce would make five if he signs. Thank God you've got you're already ten deep. And then we went with a third string that was basically Pickett, Strother, Jeff, and DeAndre, the two buddies. That gets you to fourteen players if Bruce is there. If Bruce is gone, you bring back Reggie Jackson most likely, and now everything else stays the exact same as it is. You have one roster spot open. You have one two way because then you move Hunter Tyson to a two way. You have Colin uh, Gillespie on a two way. So now you need one more two-way, but of course that's just going to be probably somebody from their summer league team that they'll add there or keep it open. I mean, depending. The 15th spot, Harrison, you have a third-string point guard, a third-string shooting guard, a third-string power forward, and a third-string center. Do you need to just go get a third-string small forward? Do you leave it open, or do you go to another position based on the exercise we just did? I would probably default to a small forward. Small forward. Like that, that's who I would default to. I, I don't think you need to waste a roster spot on another center. Um, point guard, I think you've got enough young guys in the pipeline. I, I would go to a 3-4 type of guy. Also, probably not. A, as I'm going to say this, I can't really see it, but do you just go to AG as your backup five in the regular season? You know, they kind of no. waited. To, no. I just, I just think why. It might get you more wins, and maybe at the end of the year when you're like yeah. fighting for a first place seed, you but it get could cost you his health. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. yeah you're I right. think they yeah. would have gone to it last year if they wanted to. There's a real chance when you look at like who's going to be good regular season in the West. There's a chance Denver's in the same position next year. I mean, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but there's a chance where 56 wins wins first seed again, and Denver's like on pace for 60 for most of the year, and they just say, "This is easy. Why, why press?" Yeah. Um, I look at this and I go, my preference would probably be to leave the roster spot open. Sure. Um, for a couple reasons. One is, first of all, three two-way guys, and they're all guys that you feel like, I mean, maybe Hunter Tyson that just plugs that backup third-string small forward role, and you're like, I'm fine with it. Maybe there's a buyout. Can Now Denver can be in the buyout market for real because they're a championship team, and now you only have to spend them, you know, two months here. That, that might be perfect. Um, and then it just also leaves you open for a two-for-one trade down the line that maybe you end up, you do end up finding a trade that makes sense for you, and you can bring back a guy. So for me... The number one thing I don't want to do is confuse Michael Malone with too many people, cannibalize your own prospects because you brought too many guys that have overlapping skill set. And when I look at this, whether it's Bruce or not, Bruce, Jeff, DeAndre filling out the roster to me feels full. I, it feels like there's no cannibalization going on. Agreed. You're nice and healthy. And any type of player you add there, I just start to look at and go, oh, you brought in 
you know, Joe Ingles, well, he's going to play in yeah. front of Peyton or this or that, and it just complicates things. So I kind of like it at, with 14. Me too. Is there a chance you think they do that wind? Sure. I mean, yes. I think yes. so too. I think there is. I think there's a real chance that that is how it goes. And then you just add a player later on if you need one and right. see what happens. Right. Um, any super chats today, Cal? Yep. What do you know? Ulysses Ventura, this summer pack hitting. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Drunk philosophy, give Kale a lozenge. Dude always hacking in the back. <laughs> Dude, what the hell, Kale? <laughs> Get a lozenge. Go to the doctor, Kale. Gordon Glasner, financial support for afternoon content. Our guy Gordon. My guy. Supporting us. Drunk philosophy again. Pretty early for drunk philosophy. He's still up from last night. Good point. <laughs> we can't lose trading two-pointers. We're too efficient. Our weaknesses, our weakness teams out three-point us. We need dead-eye shooters only. All else rides pine. Booty on bench. And that was tough. Man, people are you guys have are you guys are gonna turn the own fan base against Pickett as a meme against We're me. gonna do it. Yeah, you're gonna do it. I'm telling you, it's so We're sad. Gonna Booty do it. on the bench. So sad. Actually, I'm telling you, people are gonna love this dude. Um, that does it, man, as we get ready for free agency. It's so funny. The Nuggets are very, very exciting, but I do feel like they're a little bit of a boring off-season team now. That's why I see like the PHDX Suns guys. You can hit the outro music, Kill, but I I see the PHDX Suns guys doing the like how people are disrespecting our off-season or this or that. I'm always oh, like, God. I'm telling you, I'm wearing the Smugget shirt. I really am. Like, I'm a new person. I'm telling you. That used to be me. Off-season so boring, dude. dude. It's so boring. It used to be me telling people. This You're is all just little stuff, man. It's little stuff, dude. Nobody it cares. It doesn't matter. Dude, who cares about winning None the off-season title? It's uh, wake me up when Jokic is playing again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully here in like one month. Come on, Team Serbia. I need to watch you. Uh, All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out as we go through the roster here today. We are going to be back. Brand new episode tomorrow. We'll see you guys then.